Welcome to Shi'ar Jeshub, brought to you by the Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing the Heavenly Authority series taught by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo. Pastor is currently in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 14. And when we left off the sermon last time, we saw the Israelites hiding in fear of the Philistines who had marched into central Palestine. And we saw Jonathan's great faith displayed as he, accompanied only by his young armor-bearer, determines to go over the rocky pass to attack the Philistine garrison. For he says, It may be that the Lord will work for us, for nothing restrains the Lord from saving by many or by few. Now, let's rejoin Pastor Greg. What is the number in Jerusalem right after the ascension? Acts chapter 1, verse 15. 120. Very few. And God anoints. God baptizes them in the Spirit. And then thousands come in. And still the Bible, the book of Acts is the history, is the account of very few being sent out. Paul and Barnabas, Paul and Silas, Peter and John preaching, Peter going by himself and preaching to Cornelius' house, Philip the evangelist going on the road meeting people witnessing to Jesus. It's the story of a few, how God can save through a few. And men and women not saying, gee, what can I do? It's only me. But offering themselves onto the Lord Jesus Christ and letting him work a fantastic work in their lives. Anointed men and women, God working salvation through them. And you can hear the demons, the multitude of demons screaming as they went to town, to town, to city, to village, and they cast out and so many convey to the light in the name of Jesus Christ. Nothing restrains the Lord from saving. You cannot stop God from saving by the many or by the few. And the question we have to ask ourselves, do we have Jonathan's type of faith? It's very, very easy to have that type of faith when you're surrounded by tens of thousands or hundreds of others who stand with you. It's easy then, but the question is, what about if there's only a few? And many times it feels like there's only a few, right? Can we have Jonathan's type of faith, or will we hide in the caves with the rest when the times get tough? Do you get your confidence from the size of your church or the buildings or the numbers of congregation, or do you get your confidence from the Lord? Do you see what's possible only based upon human strength and human situations? Or do you see what's possible based on how God sees? When God sees Jonathan and his young armor bearer willing, he sees power. He sees a vessel to be used for his majesty. We see a ridiculous situation. How can that possibly cause a victory? But God sees things differently than us. He would rather a Jonathan 
than a multitude of Israel hiding out in caves. It's not the numbers. It's not how sharp, you know, the Philistines have made your swords. Symbolically speaking, it's the obedience in our hearts before the throne of God. Do we have the heart of Jonathan? Verse 7, So his armor-bearer said to him, Do all that's in your heart. It's in his heart. It's in his spirit. Go then. Here I am with you, according to your heart. They're in agreement. Two agreed. There's power when two agree. Jesus didn't speak about huge numbers to accomplish things. He said in Matthew chapter 18, Assuredly I say to you, in verse 18, Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again I say to you that if two of you agree on earth, two, concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Didn't require multitudes. Didn't even require the ten of the synagogue. Two or three, a few. God can save through the few. There's power if there's agreement. There's power when two or three agree. And here this young armor bearer agrees with Jonathan. Let's go. Go then. I'm, I'm here with you according to your heart. Verse 8, Then Jonathan said very well, Let us cross over to these men, and we will show ourselves to them. So they're going to go over these rocky crags, and they're going to start to show themselves to the garrison of the Philistines. If they say thus to us, wait until we come to you, then we will stand still in our place and not go up to them. Then we're going to wait here. But if they say thus, come up to us, then we will go up, for the Lord has delivered them into our hand, and this will be a sign to us. Jonathan is not presumptuous in his faith. He knows God can but he wants to make sure God wants to. He wants to make sure that this is God's will and that this is God's will for right now. He's not just jumping in blindly. There's a difference between stepping out in faith, putting ourselves in the position to do something for the Lord, and jumping in recklessly and doing our will rather than his will. Now, these are obviously men of great faith, now he double-checks, is this of God? And he puts like a Gideon fleece out there to discern a sign from God to show him that this is the Lord's will. And if God shows him, then he knows that's it. Imagine the courage it takes just for the two of them to show themselves to that Philistine garrison. And faith many times requires courage and courage and strength that comes only in belief in the Lord. Come up, an invitation to come up would be a sign that they should advance, that God would give them the victory. So, verse 11, both of them showed themselves to the garrison of the Philistines. And the Philistines said, look, the Hebrews are coming out of the holes where they have hidden. The Philistines don't know how many are there. They see two heads, and there could be hundreds of thousands hiding. They know they're hiding. 
Then the men of the garrison called to Jonathan and his armor bearer, verse 12, and said, Come up to us and we will show or teach you something. Jonathan said to his armor bearer, Come after me, for the Lord has delivered them into the hand of Israel. He knows it now. They're taunting, the Philistines are taunting them, but Jonathan knows by their answer. They're saying, come up, we'll teach you something. How many of you are out there? Come on up. And he knows that's the sign from God. Verse 13, and Jonathan climbed up on his hands and knees with his armor bearer after him. Apart from everything else we've said, how impossible this task seems, not only don't they have the sharp weapons they should, the Israelites, not only are they hiding in caves, and all of the Philistines have come out and taken over central Palestine, and they're going to the north and the east and the west, but now Jonathan, who's taking on the garrison, this outpost, has to climb uphill. This has been from beginning to end an uphill climb. And he's doing it on his hands and his knees, on this crag, on this sharp, rocky crag, to attack the Philistine outpost. What does Jonathan say? Come up after me, for the Lord has delivered them into the hand of Israel. What tremendous faith in what God can do. Not that he's going to deliver, the Lord has delivered. As he crawls up on his hands and knees, he climbs up towards his apparent conquerors. And then all we read in the Bible at the end of verse 13 is a very simple statement. And they fell before Jonathan, the second part of verse 13, after it says, and Jonathan climbed up on his hands and knees with his armor bearer after him, that it simply says, and they fell before Jonathan, and they fell before Jonathan. That's it. Somehow God empowers Jonathan that the men that are there on the outskirts of the outpost just fall before him. And as they fall before him, he knocks them down. The armor bearer behind him kills them as Jonathan knocks them over in the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 14, that first slaughter which Jonathan and his armor bearer made was about 20 men within about half an acre of land. Now, we know acreage from out here. So half an acre is a pretty small area. And it's a rocky area they're going up on. And in that small area, he and his armor bearer can kill 20 of these Philistine men. This starts a chain reaction that God uses to explode the Philistine camp. Verse 15, And there was trembling in the camp, in the field, and among all the people, the garrison and the raiders also trembled, and the earth quaked so that it was a very great trembling. The Philistines, now it's their turn to become fearful. And that fear, remember we discussed it with the Israelites? Now it spreads like a virus through their camp. They're hearing what's going on on the outskirts of the outposts. They don't know how many Hebrews have come out of the holes, but they know their men are losing. And they know, as the story goes on, this feat of 20 being killed has been magnified. And it, as it gets magnified, they become more fearful. And it spreads through their ranks. Even the raiding parties that have gone out hear about it. And they're becoming afraid now. You see how much fear has to do with the spiritual battle. How when either side is fearful, they start to lose. Right? 
and in the spiritual battle, which this physical battle is a type of, the material advantage is less important than the faith. The numbers, the equipment, the material things you can touch when it comes to a spiritual warfare are so much less important than the spiritual reality of faith and the spiritual reality of fear. Fear causes destruction. Fear strips of power. Faith empowers. And when it's faith in God, the proper faith, then you open yourself up to the work of God and the power of God to come in. The Lord is amplifying this fear. The ground shakes. Now it can be shaking from their confusion, their running about. In the NIV it says it was a panic sent by God. It was a very great trembling. Very possibly there was an earthquake sent to augment. The ground started to rumble to augment the sound of the fear coming out of the fight from Jonathan and his armor bearer. And it frightens and confuses the Philistines even more. I hope you have enjoyed delving into the riches of God's Word and will join us next time as Pastor Greg continues the Heavenly Authority series. You can write to us at our post office box in Branford, Connecticut. That's Shi'ar Jashub, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in Madison, Connecticut, in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane. And please remember to join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.